0: team so tonight we are talking all things hacking your habits and it's going to be quite a practical one so make sure you've got a notepad and pen you've got something nearby that you can use this will be available in your client hub so if you want to see the slides so it makes a little bit more sense as i'm talking through then go into your client hub and this will be there if not if you're listening back on the podcast and then hopefully this will make sense without uh, the slides so like I say, tonight we are looking at how habits work. We're gonna learn a bit more about habits. We're gonna look at habit loops, how to make them, how to break them for our health and our well-being. And I've got some awesome quotes in uh tonight's session just to kind of explain exactly why habits are so important. So to kick us off then, what we're gonna start it off with is a bit of a habit check. So I want to know a few of the following things. So If you want to, you can split your page into three columns or you can just jot them down under three different headings. But we're gonna think about the habits that you've got at the moment which are working, the habits that you feel you need to break and the habits that you feel you need to create. Now, it's really important at this stage, and you can start doing that for me, it's really important at this stage to sort of distinguish what a habit actually is. Because quite often we talk about habits that are just, they're, they're just behaviors, they're just acts, they're actions, rather than having become an actual habit habits are really deeply entrenched in our psychology. They have a cue that we often don't really recognize, which I'm going to explain in a minute. They have a craving and often that's a subconscious craving to do something. We choose a response and then we get a reward or we get a result from that. And most of this stuff and most of our habits goes unnoticed. This is how we tie our shoes in which order, how we brush our teeth, right? How we drive a car, how we fill up a glass of water, you know, really really small things that you don't pay any attention to on a daily basis these are the things that have become habit most of your health and well-being behaviors and health and well-being actions right now are not habit even if you've been doing them for a few months they're probably likely still not to be completely embedded habits so it's about us today looking at how we're going to make those habits how we're going to actually embed them how that works and then how we can break some of the habits that we don't want so hopefully you had some time now to think about what habits you've got at the moment which are working, things that you you do think are positive and they are contributing well to your health and well-being, some of the things that you want to break, habits that you have that you just don't want to be part of your lifestyle anymore, and then some habits that you would like to start. So three categories, things that are working, keep things to break, uh, habits to break, delete, and things to create, things we want to start doing. So make sure you've got those jotted down for me this quote we're going to kind of kick off with and for me it really kind of sums up why habits are just so important so motivation is what gets you started habits are what keep you going tim roan and it really is true that you know we've all got a little bit of a bump of motivation we've all got a bit of sort of oomph to get going with whatever it is but at some point that journey is going to get boring it's going to get difficult it's going to get tedious it's going to become something that you don't have the motivation for and we always talk about building our own momentum and that motivation is like that friend who's there supposed to pay the bill and they just disappear to the toilet or it's the friend who's supposed to pay for the taxi and they're the first one to get out and and, and, you know they never come back and pay motivation is just unreliable it's like the british weather we think it's going to be there and then suddenly it disappears. So. We cannot rely on that motivation to keep us going for our journey. So, we talk about momentum a lot, and that is something that we can build by doing the tiniest little action. So, we can build our own momentum. If we're feeling a bit stuck, if we're feeling a little bit uh, maybe in a negative headspace, we can build that momentum by doing something tiny, like going for a quick breath of fresh air right? That's a positive thing that we can do to start to reset that mindset and start to build that momentum. We can go for a quick walk, we can do a 10 minute stretch, we could go and read a book, we could go and take a shower, we can go and call a friend, we can listen to a podcast, we can have a glass of water. There's so many different things that we can do to sort of build momentum. And momentum comes from those tiny little habits that we then snowball over time, it might start with going to get a breath of fresh air. And then maybe you decide after that, actually, it's quite nice out, I'll go for a 15 minute walk. And then maybe you come home and think, well, actually, I'm in a better place now. Mentally, I'm going to go and cook dinner instead of getting that takeaway that I was going to. So momentum can be created. But habits are kind of like that long term momentum. Habits are, this, like I said earlier, these subconscious sort of cycles of momentum that have very, very particular cues that we are going to learn to exploit tonight. So there's a few different ways that we can break habits. We're going to kick off here. And as you can see on the right, we've got that old sort of. Uh, cue, craving, response, reward. And I want to give you a really practical example. You come home, you're absolutely knackered. You walk into the kitchen and you see the biscuit tin or you open the cupboards and you see the Kit Kats or you see the chocolate. That is the cue. And there's a few different cues happening here. There's the cue of the time of day. There's the cue of you feeling stressed or a certain emotion. There's the cue of your environment. There's the cue of um, seeing the biscuits. lots of different cues happening here but they basically kind of culminate and you see the chocolate or the biscuits or whatever of course they are highly highly palatable super tasty we know they're going to be great Let's, let's not kill ourselves chocolates biscuits they're amazing they're lovely we most of us like them and so we get a natural craving now the interesting thing is that that craving there is actually built on all the times that you've had the reward mechanism from enjoying chocolate in the past so if you take someone who's enjoying chocolate for the first time, they're going to need a small amount to get the same response in the brain, those dopamine hits from food. Over time, that is kind of hedonic, and we need more and more of that um, food or, or, or yeah, whatever it is, more of that thing to get that same dopamine response in the brain. So when we very first start off eating chocolate as a child, we don't really need that much. We can get to a point where we're 20 30 40 where we're needing whole bars of chocolate to gain to gain that same positive reward in the brain because we've just become adapted to it it's hedonic and so we have that craving and then in that gap between craving and response we have this bit sorry yeah in, in that gap sorry we have this choice to either respond by eating or respond by not eating again just keeping it to food for a second then we take that choice and we, we make that, uh, we make that choice and we, we do that response, right? So for example, eat the biscuits. We go and eat the biscuits. In our mind, we have a delicious flavor. We have the enjoyment, the satisfaction. We have the chemical firework show that happens when we eat something tasty. And that then, like I said, drives that reward mechanism, drives that habit loop in the future. Now, the problem for us is that building up a craving to drink enough water isn't gonna be as strong as building up a craving to eat a nice bit, you know, a, a nice bit of chocolate or to have a nice cold beer or to go and have a pizza. It's just never gonna be because water doesn't give you that same firework of, of, of chemicals, neurotransmitters and hormones in the brain. It doesn't give you that those great sensations and feelings, most of which are subconscious to us now. So you're never gonna get the same thing, but we can still build up really strong cues to do something like drinking more water. So that's kind of, you know, how, how a habit loops, what habit loop works. Sorry. The big important thing to say here, if you've got a habit to break, cut the cue. get rid of the cue. cut it out as much as you possibly can. You can manage your environment. You can make it unattractive, right? If someone in your house really, really wants chocolate and you're right now, you right now are managing your environment. You don't want as much chocolate in the house for whatever reason. You might say to them, right, okay, I'm going to buy chocolate, but I'm not going to buy the chocolate, the chocolate that I love. I will buy you a different type of chocolate that I'm not going to be, you know, my craving isn't going to be quite as high for. Okay, and again, this all depend on mood, energy levels, all the different things that we know impact on boredom eating, emotional eating, stress eating, these kinds of things. Another really, really important thing that we can do to help us break habits is to manage our social influence. So quite often, when it comes to having that cue, it's because someone's kind of gone, oh, go on, go on, come, come, come down the pub, go on know, yeah, just one come down the pub that social influence and we then get back there to that sort of crabs in the bucket idea aren't we the idea that actually people around us when we try and break out when we try and make different habits and build different habits and we try to do something different something different with our health and our well-being people around us could be like crabs in the bucket and when they see us escaping they can try and grab us and pull us back down unfortunately so our environment is made up by our mental our physical and our social environment so social influence is a really really big one here a really sort of tangible thing that you can do when it comes to breaking habits is the opposite of what something we're going to look at when we talk about making a habit and that is chain linking so chain linking is this idea that you could create um a sort of um calendar or a journal or something and what you can do you can essentially um sorry i'm just going to pin myself and there we go cool so i should just be recording me right now okay fantastic um so yeah you know so the the idea of sort of chain linking is that you get a calendar or a journal or something and then every time that you complete that habit you tick off a day or you cross off a day or or whatever it is the opposite applies for breaking habits and you can reverse most of the rules for breaking habits so for example you can get a big have you a big sort of year calendar every day that you don't do that habit you can cross it off every day that you go without smoking or you, every day that you, you go without you know um giving into a craving or whatever it is you can cross a day off so at the end of the week you can look back and go actually i've got a chain of six days going there's something about chains and patterns and links that the human brain finds really really compelling it doesn't like to break them so if you can get a, a chain of two three four five days going it's going to make sticking to that or, or continuing to avoid that habit even more powerful really 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 useful so going back to the habits that you just wrote down about the ones that you want to break How can you apply that? What can you write down right now that's going to help you to break that habit? Or if you're driving or listening back to this, what can you think of that you can do to break that habit? What's already kind of cropping into your minds? People that are watching uh, with me live, what's your habit you want to break? And how do you think you can apply what I've just said? Chuck it in the chat box, guys. Get it in there for me. What habit do you want to break? And how do you personally feel you are able to do that just from what we've spoken about? And we're going to get more and more ideas that crop up as we go through. But what would you say? What do you want to break? And how are you going to do it? Enjoying wine in the week. OK, so could you pattern interrupt? So start to think about, right, well, when do I normally reach for the bottle of wine? Could I move the wine to a different location so it's not there for me? could i think about my cues is it when i'm tired is it when i'm stressed is it a certain day of the week is it when something's on tv because all these things will play in usually on a thursday night okay so that's right now so you've controlled that environment by not buying any today excellent perfect again you know that is sort of pattern interrupting because you have stopped the cue on the day that you normally kind of um you normally um follow that through with a habit right awesome if you're watching on uh facebook we've got a few people watching on facebook come and join us on the zoom the link is in the description or it's on the post just below <laughs> was debating going to buy the wine after the call well depends how bad the call is uh, simon right I'll, I'll leave i'll leave that one up to your, your your discretion so if we wanted to build habits there's a couple of sort of really quick ones that we can we can kind of win with right most of these are sort of mindset shifts So the first one is going to be the 1% rule. And you can see on the screen, if you're watching, uh, just an example of the 1% rule. And loads of the stuff, as always, that we talk about tonight is going to be from James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, because it is a cracking book, absolutely brilliant book when it comes to building healthy habits. So if you haven't got it already, I definitely recommend either getting the audio book or, or the physical book. So when we, if you imagine, you know, if you were better... 1% 1% better every single day, right? I don't understand this maths that they've they done here because uh, I am a terrible mathematician. In my opinion, if you're 1% better every single day for a year, you'd be 365 times better. That's what I would think. But they've put down 37.78% better. Don't know how they work that out. Anyway, you'll be a lot better. If you were 1% better every single day, you are going to be much improved in whatever habit it is you're trying to build. And likewise, if you get 1% worse each day, you're going to be equally as as negatively affected. So we always talk in the team about the low hanging fruit. We talk about making the smallest possible changes for the biggest possible impact. I call this the minimal effective dose, right? If you can make the smallest change but still get the result you want, that's where we wanna go, that's the sweet spot. We don't wanna be overhauling your life. We don't wanna be changing absolutely everything at once. We wanna be making the minimal changes we can. Like we just spoke about another really quick win that you can do in building a habit is chain link your habits that calendar idea ticking it off when you've completed it now there's typically four laws of habit, um of building habits and maintaining habits and habit formation those are make the habit attractive to do make it satisfying make it obvious and clear so make the cue really really clear and in your face and make the habit easy so you can kind of sort of change these a little bit make it attractive make it something you look forward to make it appealing right if make it satisfying make it rewarding make it something you enjoy right gives you a, bit, a benefit straight after ideally the close close the closer to the doing the thing the reward comes the better because you associate it with the with the habit make it obvious make it clear make it absolutely smack bang in your face make it so you can't miss it make it easy start with a small steps. start start very very small don't don't go for, for the fruit at the top of the tree and make it so it's quick quick and simple really really important for us a few other things make sure you're controlling that environment and now a really 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 good trick and I want everyone to write this down or at least sort of think about it if you're listening in the car or or you're you're not I haven't got a pen there's something called habit stacking and this is really really powerful really good way to build habits if you've already got an existing habit which lots and lots of us do you can start to build a new habit just by attaching it onto an existing habit the reason is that existing habit is already embedded it's already there so give me something that you do first thing in the morning right i'm going to use going to the loo as an example because most people go up and go for a wee right so you wake up in the morning and you go to the toilet that is something that you do however much you need to go to the loo it's pretty much a routine you're going to get up and you're going to go for most people you can tag something onto going to the loo and you can make a new habit out of it a bit of a better uh, uh version of that is making your morning drink because pretty much everyone has a hot cup of tea or a cup of coffee or something like that first thing in the morning if you're someone who's wanting to drink more water what you can do is you can put a glass in front of the kettle you could put a a bottle of water in front of the kettle you can put something that's physically between you and completing the thing that you do regardless that basically almost nothing gets in the way of right if you're someone who has to let the dog out first thing in the morning to go and do their business, you can create a habit around that. So you open the door, you let the dog out. Now, instead of just standing there and waiting for the dog to come in, you might follow the dog outside. You might do a few lengths of the garden, right? To get a breath of fresh air, get some steps in, get some stretching, some moving, and get some daylight in, that kind of stuff. So you can easily tag a new habit onto something that's existing. And like I said, the beauty is, It's going to happen. It's much, much more likely to happen because it's being added on to something that you already do. Now, Dr. Rongan Chatterjee talks about these lots. His book, um, what one of his, I can't see it, I've got glasses on. I think it's called Feel Good in Five or something like that. It's essentially a doctor's version of this book of james clear's book so he's 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 basically taken all the principles of james clear's book and he has made them relative relevant to his sort of gp patients and and people like that so he talks about um habit snacking right so not habit stacking habit snacking or health health snacking so dr ronkin Chatterjee talks about right well once the whilst the kettle's boiling do 10 air squats whilst you wait or again go out and, and do a length for the garden or do some stretches whilst the kettle boils so he talks about making it easy making it attractive because it's it's attractive because it's easy and, it, and it's quick right make it satisfying because you've ticked something off for the day you've done something for yourself make it obvious you're already stacking that health snack onto something else so you can see how there's a clear link between those two books but it's really 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 powerful now It's gonna come a time where you are going to miss a habit because it is just part and parcel of the journey, it's part and parcel of habit formation. When you miss a habit, just apply the rule of never missing twice. Because once you've missed a habit once, turning it around the next day, you nip it in the bud, it doesn't feel half as bad. When you've missed it for two days, it's really, really easy for that negativity bias to sneak in and to go, oh look, you've missed it for two days. And I know that some of you watching will be able to relate to this actually, it's topical, right? Um, you, you've missed this habit for two days. What does your negativity bias go? Oh, well, it's two days now. That's that's a just under a, th- uh, a third of the week Ah, uh, why not I just start monday oh i have missed two days what's three days what's four days and then before you know it you've missed a week then you've missed two weeks and then you've missed a month and your momentum is completely in the toilet right instead of missing <laughs> yes simon instead of missing um two days just miss one day you miss it get back on the horse as soon as you possibly can by doing that you're stopping that negativity bias creeping in so much and you're allowing yourself to go right i'm a human being i'm not a robot i'm gonna make mistakes i'm gonna slip up i've missed it one day that's okay how about i get back on the horse tomorrow and that is a much much more positive way because you can go to bed you can reset you can refresh and you can wake up in the morning you can get it done right there's so many different benefits to that to that um sort of mindset of never missing twice so so many different benefits if you're just joining us guys if you're on facebook pop on uh the zoom link is in the description and it is below in a post so if you do want to come and join us then click on the zoom link come on there um and if you are watching um live if you're just joining us on zoom hello hello got a few people coming in right so let's move on then going back a few slides to that very first one we've talked about breaking habits We've talked about the habits that you've got that you're working, that are working already and you're happy with. Let's focus on creating habits. So pick one thing that you want to start. Everyone pick one thing where you're in the car, whatever, wherever you are. Pick one thing that you would like to start building in as a habit right now. Give you a bit of thinking time. So what we're going to do is we're going to work through the four laws of habits. Now, we're going to think about how you're going to make that thing obvious, how you're going to make it attractive to do. How are you going to make it easy to do? And how many, um, sorry, how satisfy? how are you going to make it satisfying? Okay, I would just say stick with one habit right now. Doing sort of four or more is going to make it a bit more, bit more uh, time consuming. I want everyone just to at least get one habit done and you can go back and you do, do this process by yourself. Okay, here's another one. Tell me what you do each day and I'll tell you where you'll be in a year. And the whole point of that quote is to basically point out how your small daily habits are going to compound over time to either give you a positive or a negative result. Most of us have spoken together about future A and future B, future A being the thing that you don't want and future B being the future that you really, really do want. What you do today, what you've done today, looking back at, you know, since you got up this morning, I know it's probably nearly bedtime for most of us and everyone's shattered, but think about the day you've had today. The actions that you've taken, the votes that you've casted, votes you've cast, grammar, votes you've cast, have they been voting for a healthier, happier version of you? Or have they been voting against that new identity? Because every single thing we do is either going to be going for us or going against us. And sometimes it's going to feel really, really difficult to cast those votes for that new identity, for that healthy, happier person. But just ask yourself now, the habits you've done today, are they getting you closer to your goal or are they getting you further away? And that's either going to give you one of two outcomes. Either they've taken me further away, so I need to do the opposite tomorrow, or they've taken me closer to my goal and I need to repeat tomorrow. It's going to be one of those two things. But tell me what you do each day and I'll tell you where you'll be in the year because your habits directly correlate with your results. You can't get away from that. The the input will always correlate with the output. It's inescapable. If that's a word. So let's get back to your habit. Then pick that habit. You have it in your mind. The thing that you want to start. How are you going to make that obvious? Could you do it at a certain time of day? First thing in the morning, just before bed, call that bookending the day Two really really good times or lunchtime can be a really good time is there a certain place that you can do the habit? Could you do it as you get into bed? Could you do it as you brush your teeth in the bathroom? That's a really good one because that's time, that's place, that's uh, a habit that you've already got, hopefully. Um, You can put a a post-it note on the mirror. Brushing your teeth is really good. If you want to build any any habit, for example, practicing gratitude, if you want to focus on the positives, when you're brushing your teeth, think what's going well today? What am I proud of? What am I looking forward to tomorrow? I guarantee that everyone listening to this. If you were, to, in fact, I'm going to share that tomorrow because I like that. If you were, I haven't just come up with it on the spot, I promise. If you want to feel more positive and you want to have more momentum, you want to wake up in the morning feeling like you actually looking to forward to the day more. If you want to celebrate the day and go to bed tired, but still satisfied and accomplished, try that. When you brush your teeth, what's going well today? What am I proud of? What am I looking forward to tomorrow? So you can see how that that habit that I've just described there, I've made it really, really obvious. Visible cues, alarms, timers, post-it notes. If it's in school, get a child to remind you. OK, use habit stacking. So tag your habit onto something that already exists. OK, if you want to break a habit, make it invisible, hide all the cues, get rid of it. Don't even start that habit loop in the first place. Lydia does her gratitudes in the morning when she brushes her teeth and also in the evening before I go to bed. Perfect. You've got time there. You've got location there. So you've got some really strong cues. Excellent. That's fantastic. Second one, then, is going to be make it attractive. Now, like we said, trying to start a habit of drinking more water isn't going to give you the same dopamine kick, the same feel good neurotransmitters and hormones in the brain as eating a big old chocolate bar. It's just not. we, We can't pretend it's going to. But. Is there any way that you could make drinking more water a little bit more attractive? Could you use those flavour tea bags? Could you use squash? Could you buy yourself a nice new bottle? Again, very, very particular ones there. But just trying to make it something that you look forward to slightly. If you're trying to get into exercise, could you buy yourself a nice new exercise or yoga mat? that makes it a little bit nicer than just sort of kneeling on you know floorboards you've got a nice sort of mat makes it a little bit more attractive right makes it something you look forward to a little bit more buy yourself some new trainers a new pair of headphones uh some new leggings buy yourself you know, treat yourself to something give yourself something that's going to make doing that habit a little bit more enjoyable when you're kind of you know trying to encourage yourself trying to motivate yourself to go, to go do that habit remind yourself of the reward because The reward of sitting down and watching Netflix when you're absolutely knackered is very, very, very tempting because the cue is right there in front of you. The time of day that Netflix sound that is very, very clever um, sort of conditioning by Netflix, because as soon as you hear that, you suddenly go, ah, don't you? Because it's that conditioning of when I hear that sound, I suddenly become relaxed. So very, very clever on their part it's comfortable it's warm it's you know it's it's nice it's not raining inside your living room versus going for a walk on a very dark rainy dreary night there is not much reward in that until you finished it so if you are trying to battle between instant gratification and your comfort zone versus going out doing something that you know is gonna benefit you in the long term, but doesn't have that instant reward, remind yourself of the reward that you're gonna get further down the line. I'm gonna be able to tick off another day on my habit list, right? On, on your app or, or on your on your uh, calendar. I'm going to feel better, not just for five, 10 minutes, I'm going to feel better for the rest of the evening. I'm going to feel accomplished. I'm going to have achieved something that day. I'm going to sleep better. I'm going to feel better in the morning. Like really remind yourself of all the benefits from that habit. Really anticipate that reward. Remember, you are going to imitate what other people do so if everyone around you is going oh i don't want to go out for a walk oh i can't be bothered oh why do you want to do that why do you want to eat like that if people around you are doing that that social environment you're going to be more likely to mirror their not just their behaviors but mirror their beliefs and their thought processes and their perspectives back to them because we mirror each other right so that thing. if you if you're having a meeting with someone the more comfortable someone is with you the less likely they are to mirror you and um, so if you're having a meeting with someone and you sort of scratch your chin and they start scratching your chin it might tell you that they're a little bit sort of uncomfortable a little bit nervous so you are going to sort of mirror and imitate people around you so have those uncomfortable conversations right someone's not supporting you you need to kind of say right well can you kind of get on board with this because I need your help you know I can't do this on my own third one then is going to be make it easy so how are you going to make that habit that you've got in your mind right now the habit that you're trying to build how are you going to make that easier for yourself remember it's not how long you do a habit for? Let's take running for example. It's not how long you go for a run; it's how often, how frequently you go for a run. So, when you think about habits, I want you to think about it like again casting votes. Do you cast one big vote per day or per week? So let's go for per week. I.e., do you go for one really big long run per week, or are you someone who goes for three small runs and casts three little votes per week? Because it's all about the number of votes, not the size of the votes. Do you see what I mean? So. How many times can you you know do that habit within a week, within a month, whatever? Focus on the number of times instead of the size or the, the length or the sort of um uh what's the word intensity of the habit. Do you see what I mean? If you're gonna start a yoga habit, you're better off doing three times a week for 10 minutes than once a week for 30 minutes. Hope that's what sort of makes sense. So focus on the action and practice instead of the result. Make it easy, make it small. Instead of going and doing something again, like same thing, going and doing something for half an hour, just start off. Do five minutes every single day. Build that habit. Build those repetitions. Small, quick, easy, simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Make it simple. Make it as easy for yourself as you possibly can. Alarms, timers, set those triggers. Again, we want to think about this sort of cut. Um, this sort of um, not comfort zone. This zone of long-term growth. If it's really, really, really easy, really, really easy. It's, you're going to get bored of it. If it's really, really, really difficult, you're going to, really it's too hard and you're going to give up. Okay? So you want that kind of middle zone. Enough challenge to avoid boredom, but not so hard that it always is putting you in your panic zone instead of that stretch zone. So really, really important, that one. It's the law of least effort. So the minimal effective dose. Another really, really good one. I, don't, I shouldn't say Tim Rome, because it's not him. I should say Anon, sorry. You won't change your life until you change something you do every single day. So the big changes in your life, those big moments where you look back and go, wow, when you graduate from university, wasn't because you showed up on graduation. It's because every single day for the last three, four, five years, you've worked and you've created habits and you've actually studied. You've done assignments, you've done essays, you've done dissertation. That graduation wasn't made up by wasn't made by turning up that day. That graduation was created from all the small steps that you took all the way through university. Right. Awesome. Final law of creating your habit. I want you to think to yourself, what is this going to be for yours? Make it satisfying. So you've got the idea of chain linking there. You've got the idea of never missing twice. You can track your progress. If you're wanting that that reward, that dopamine feedback um, loop in your mind, we need to have some kind of. Reward and some kind of result from it. We love seeing jobs completed and things ticked off. That's why we have to do lists. Sometimes it's to remember, but really we love ticking them off, right? That's why you feel so good after you've cleaned the house or after you finally do that job that you've been putting off for months that actually only takes you 15 minutes. You feel so good after that. The reason being that you've got that reward, you've you've been successful, you've ticked that thing off. Okay. So that feeling of completion you've done it you've finally got it sorted that is going to give you a big dopamine here it's going to feel great so track your progress tick it off when you can chain link the habits commit to them right tell people you're going to do get some skin in the game tell some people that you're going to do them get people behind you get people cheering you on make it really satisfying so you can go and go right look look what i've done done this again today really really important again reward yourself if you hit a habit 6 days in a row or 7 days in a row what are you going to do how are you how are you going to reward yourself what are you going to treat yourself with try to avoid treating yourself with food because we know that that can be a bit of a slippery slope but how are you going to treat yourself are you going to take yourself and your partner out are you going to buy yourself a new pair of headphones are you going to again buy yourself i don't know a pair of comfy socks to to run in whatever whatever it is for you how are you going to reward yourself how are you going to treat yourself for doing it So I suppose with my morning walk, I'm struggling to get up at six when it's dark for a longer walk. I could get up at 6.30 and go for a shorter walk, but still getting a walk in 100%. You're making it easier. In our minds, we kind of think by dumbing down the challenge or bringing down the level of challenge, we're taking the easy way out and we're not really doing the hard work. And and so we haven't achieved anything. Couldn't be far further from the truth. If you're doing a shorter walk six days a week, but you're doing a longer walk once a week, which one is actually going to be the biggest result which one's actually going to be harder which one's going to give you the best outcome so don't fall for the the sort of mindset of it's got to be really hard it's always got to be a slog sometimes just by doing the short easy sharp things you can actually really really benefit yourself and build a habit in the process struggling to get out for a walk in the evening especially when it's dark and cold. yeah absolutely and that's the thing this time of year it is really dark it is really cold it's, blue. it's 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 not very nice to go out but again it's about weighing up right well what am i achieving from this what am i actually getting out of this and is it worth it and it's looking at right like, do i want the instant gratification of of staying in or do i want the longer term gratification and the result i want and the habit that comes with it by forcing myself out the door and sometimes you will have to force yourself out the door but can you you know get your favorite music favorite podcasting about making it more enjoyable call a call a friend on the way around um even little things like get yourself a nice pair of trainers like very very sort of small things that you can do to kind of make it a bit more of an attractive habit to do yeah you could stay indoors you know um, and said about using the elliptical you know that's a, the fantastic one because you've then got options and you're giving yourself you know, uh, sort of more a fair weather option of going out when it's nice and sunny and and whatever. And during the daytime, And then you've got an option for, for, you know, when it's maybe not quite so nice. And there's different things. There's all those like walking videos on YouTube. And, you know, if you do want to get a gym membership, you could go and walk inside the gym for a little while or do a workout. And sometimes it's about being seasonal with this stuff. Maybe we try and get more walks in at school during the day or even just in daylight, right? So maybe we can say, well, well, I will work a little bit later in the evening because my lunchtime, I'll get my walk in. So sometimes it's about swapping our day around. If it's the darkness and the coldness we don't like, maybe it's about fitting things in where they can fit and then allowing yourself to move things around. Sometimes we, 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 we do thrive, well, we do thrive in routine. But sometimes we get a bit too locked in it and we feel like we can't possibly move things around. Remember, this is your lifestyle. This is how you want to live. You get to determine exactly exactly how it looks. Simon did some laps of the playground today on duty and got my steps in. Yeah, I love that one. And again, if it's a really, really rainy day and you're on 7,000 steps, I mean, to be honest, you're not aspirin. You're not going to melt in the rain. So a raincoat, um, an umbrella, you will survive the rain. In fact, it's quite refreshing and quite nice. But... If you really, really don't want to go for some reason, I would I would argue that that's a, a, a self-sabotage, a mindset block. It's a bit of an excuse. But if it ever is like that, you can say, well, it's just one day. As long as this isn't three days every single week and you don't keep saying, oh, it's just one time. Oh, it's just one time. It's just one time. Suddenly before you've realized it's, it's four times in a row. As long as it's not like that, then maybe missing a day that day isn't such a bad thing. It's all about sort of the, the bigger picture, isn't it? And it's about the balance that you've got. Awesome. So I've just displayed on the screen for a little while there a summary of um, the habits, the, the laws of, of building habits, and how you can do that. Does anyone have any questions before we wrap this one up? I'm going to end the recording here. So it's not all over the podcast. So if you're listening back to me, Thanks for joining us, and I will catch up with you very, very soon. If you have, got, if you do have any questions, and you're listening back, send them over to me, um, and we can can have a chat about it.